Broadway cash crisis works. My Venezuela once again. Thanks. They removed the one that they told them they weren't involved monetary. All right, we are live for a Tuesday edition of RTD News Midday. Uh, live stream and I uh, want to connect with you real quick and share with you some headlines happening here locally as well as things happening around the world. And so it's been a while since I've done the RTD news, just covering a macro viewpoint on events happening uh, in the economic realm as well as the monetary realm. So looking forward to sharing some thoughts as well as uh, getting a chance to just check in early and uh, see where you guys are uh, keeping your eyes on and things of that nature. So feel free in the chat to uh, throw out some ideas and Make sure if you guys are watching the replay, share your thoughts and ideas down in the comment section, and uh, we'll try to get to that as time moves on. But before I move forward, I want to welcome everyone to the RTD channel. If you're new, definitely if you hit that thumbs up button, share your support for the channel as well as hit that bell notification. Hopefully you are notified. No guarantees. Algorithms are not uh, my friend these days, but I'm going to keep plugging along. And if you guys have not, make sure you connect with RTD on all these alternative platforms here so you can stay plugged in just in case we're disconnected here. So I uh, won't be long, just want to check in and, and uh, share with you some headlines and things that caught my attention. And it looks like there might be a little bit of delay on my side, but hopefully it uh, flows smoothly. But um, once again, mainstream narrative, uh, lots of scary words in reference to this debt situation. As you guys can see on my shoulder here, you got 31 trillion counting. And typically there's always some type of last minute resolution you know, literally the hour before things are set to go haywires. But then again, there's something about this current death situation that's different than prior, just because it happens to be at the same time that uh, there's so many other things happening in reference to the dollar process, as well as the Federal Reserve and all the other things going on right now, which makes this a very unique situation we're in, just because I don't think it's going to play out in typical fashion based upon prior experiences. And so I think all these warnings and heads up by the uh, regulators, as well as Janet Yellen and the Treasury, uh, they're playing dumb. They're playing as if like there's something really, um, uh, there's just something about this one that gives me a different feel than prior. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. And then also uh, in reference to a default, everyone's talking about the U.S. will never default. It'll be catastrophic. It'll be disastrous. Even yesterday I talked about it, 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 Jenny Yellen saying it'd be a constitutional whatever she wanted to use uh, to describe how bad things would be. But when you look at the long term trajectory of the current Federal Reserve note and the things that have come from it and the reference to all the vehicles they've created for investments and things like that, they're all denominated in USD terms and the USD, uh, the way we've known it and prior years is not going to be the same moving forward just because the world is making changes. And so technically speaking, all the actions that have brought us to this current course can be considered as a default just because let me just share with you real quick, something that I always love to continue to remind people of when you look at the current status of the dollar, as we've known it, technically speaking, there's not much purchasing power left. So it's already a default gradually throughout the last hundred and plus years of the Federal Reserve being in operations. And so technically speaking, there's not much hope left other than the fact that if things were to come to a screeching halt by by an outright default, then of course the world will go through chaotic times like we've never known before. But reference to the default situation is not when, it's not if rather, it's more so when 
And in my opinion, they're already in play and according to what they want to see play out, that will lead to a lot of stress and turmoil outside of everything that we're talking about here. But before I move forward, I want to share with you a little video clip that I pulled that just talks about the default is inevitable, whether it's, it's print to infinity or it's outright default, let the thing click, collapse on itself. But uh, check out this little video clip right here. Where bondholders fit in in terms of the prioritization of who gets paid in a technical default? There are a variety of different options, but there are no good options. Every option is a bad option. Um, as every Treasury Secretary has known, the only option that really leaves our economy in good shape. So there just is no good option other than raising the debt ceiling. There's no good option other than kicking the can down the road that are raising the debt ceiling. It's either print or default, print or default. And so ultimately speaking, we're at that point where we're going to find out what their option will be, whether it's to raise the debt ceiling or not. That means expanding the monetary base even more, which ultimately leads to less purchasing power for you and I. If you're solely pricing and basing your entire financial paradigm upon a debt-based instrument. Okay, enough of that. Let's keep moving. So I wanted to share with you a couple of things caught my attention. And so here we got the U.S. debt ceiling and uh, these numbers here, they're not going away. They're only going to grow until they're until they don't. And it's only way one way out. It's print or default outright. And so let's, uh, I want to share with you something yesterday that I shared on the Twitter sphere. Let me get my situation here. Bear with me. Welcome to those who are joining me. Uh, yeah, trying to scramble on the last minute, put some things together. So I want to share some thoughts. But yeah, here is a uh, tweet I put out and I added some commentary on top of it. But as you guys can see here, it was entitled, Dylan is calling CEO, CEOs personally to warn on U.S. debt ceiling sources say and so i put <laughs> yellen is giving ceos a heads up that this time the debt standoff will be different don't expect your typical last minute can kicking the plan is the plan is in place for a crash a reboot and finally a restructuring of the monetary system and so if jenny yellen was talking to a lot of ceos she's basically telling them to make sure you sure up a lot of cash because more than likely, there's going to be some turbulent times ahead. So just want to give you guys a heads up that things may not play out the way they typically have. It's just me sharing my two cents on it. But I would imagine her calling some CEOs, according to those sources, lets me know that they're not just talking about, uh, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, last minute, we're going to come to an agreement. Everything's going to be fine. Huh. It doesn't work that way anymore, I don't think. OK, let's keep it moving. So here's another headline that caught my attention. Uh, here we have Japan and Biden. And it says here, debt debacle laid bare. U.S. owes whopping $7 trillion to foreigners. And so literally this debt ceiling is not about paying anything. It's about being able to make payments, current interest, as well as current obligations. So that's not, they're not actually paying off anything. They're just paying interest is ultimately what their goal, what the goal is. At the same time, interest rates are going higher. Therefore, the costs are also going up. So it's just nothing but crap all the way around but real quick here it says the good news during the last uh, government shutdown is that most of the federal debt is owed by u.s most of the federal debt is owned by u.s shareholders so the bad news is that still leaves roughly seven trillion in federal debt abroad that includes 1.1 trillion held in japan 860 billion held in china the nations are the largest foreign resources of final debt for u.s 
And so just those two alone between Japan and in China holding a good chunk of that debt, they already realize that the chances of them getting paid and being made whole is not likely. And so I'd imagine Japan probably put in an application for the BRICS in preparation for life after the Federal Reserve System. And so I just thought these figures were something worth bringing to your attention because it goes back to this debt clock here, which continues to go up, never goes down. But it's just the beginning. All right, let's keep it going. Here's uh, this kind of inspired this uh, this type topic here. Biden McCarthy to start U.S. debt ceiling talks as the clock ticks towards default. And so they're going to come together, trying to compromise on how they can cut back on spending in certain areas, but yet also continue to kick the can down the road. So we're going to hear more and more about this, but they're just scrambling to try to come up with uh, an excuse to basically make it seem as if they have a solution for this when in actuality they don't. And now that I'm thinking about it, let me share something with you <laughs> that is a very funny, or not funny at this point, but not surprising. Because on top of the debt debacle that we're experiencing, here is more information as to where they are able, they're able to find funds for, let me get this correct here. Give me one second here. This is what happens when you do things on the fly and uh, thoughts come to mind or news stories come to mind. But despite all the concerns of not having enough cash to make our good on our obligations, Somehow, some way, they always manage to have funds to send to Ukraine. And so it says U.S. to announce $1.2 billion in military aid to Ukraine. So not only do we have situation at the border right now where I'm seeing, you know, thousands of people marching towards our country about to invade us in real time. And so that should be something that we should prioritize to send funds to and send funds and troops down there to help with that. But also the homelessness situation throughout the country would be something worth investing in as well. But that's not important in the midst of a reset. But they can find $1.2 billion to send over to Ukraine in military aid. That's uh, that's how you kind of know that they're not really serious about solving anything. It's more so about an agenda. Okay, I thought I would share that real quick. That was just a little impromptu. Okay, so back to the main story. Clock is ticking on default. We'll find out what happens. Technical default, in my opinion, has already happened. But it looks like uh, confidence... And a lot of things, not only the bank, banks are as teetering on the brink of complete, you know, collapse, but also confidence. <laughs> as you guys see here, it says Jerome Powell faces lowest public confidence for a Fed chairman on record, says the Gallup polls. And I'll just show it to you real quick. So here we have just the measurements here given to us by a poll. I want to say it's about a thousand or so people. Yeah. 1,000 adults conducted April 3rd to 25th, conducted a poll in their confidence. So assuming you had to be a more mature, older person to really understand the difference between Jenny Yellen, Ben Burnett, and Alan Greenspan. But you guys see here, confidence and fair share, the lowest in decades. So Alan Greenspan was the highest. We all know pretty much why. And then Ben Bernanke, from great financial crisis onward, everybody for the most part has been an outright puppet that has been more talk than action. And the introduction of ZERP, NERP, QE all came through these last three and continued on through these last, but Ben Bernanke was about 40 ish. Janet Yellow was down to 38 ish or so. And it looks like Jerome Powell is beneath her. So that's even lower and it's still early in reference to where it can go. So confidence in the banks is being sh is shattered. Confidence in the monetary orchestrators is fading. And so it doesn't surprise me one bit. All right, keep it moving. 
But another thing is, it looks like there's a surprise that Americans are divided on the debt ceiling standoff. So here's a some interesting facts from your Statistica. It says Americans divided on the debt ceiling standoff. And so as you guys can see here, uh, based upon your political affiliation, for the most part, determines where people think they should and shouldn't do as far as kicking a can down the road. But to the left here, it says Congress should raise the debt ceiling. An overwhelming 62% of Democrats feel that that is important. Independents, 35%. Republicans are 24%. And then and on the flip side of that, it says here, Congress should not raise the debt ceiling. We got 55% on the Republican side said they should not. 34 independents, 19 Democratic. So extreme division, <laughs> extreme division. People are not really considering that whether they raise it or not, it's still going to be problems for the underlying derivative of the debt, which is the currency. The currency is the primary problem. We got a government crisis because we have poor leadership, no leadership. We have paid and bought, paid and bought for puppets masquerading as politicians while taking orders from the banking cartel. So yeah, anyway, keep it moving. More articles here. Um, here's another interesting story that uh, will eventually make its head into the mainstream news real soon. It has to do with the commercial crises that we will find in commercial property. But it says U.S. lenders warn that commercial property is the next shoe to drop. Executive investors fret about impact of rising interest rates, empty buildings on $5.6 trillion market. And this is a very interesting article. I'll spare you guys, but it gives some commentary from people in the financial realm. And they're very concerned. They're very concerned. So it says fund managers are warning of growing problems in the 5.6 trillion U.S. commercial real estate industry that could prove painful for lenders already shaken by the turmoil in the banking sector. So if the banking sector wasn't bad enough, wait till you get a load of non-performing loans in the real estate sector. And so here it says the private market hasn't started to uh, really heavily mark down real estate just yet. It says the equity will equity 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 will be first. That's the next shoe to drop in the U.S. Like everything else, it has been priced so tightly and there hasn't been a commercial real estate crisis in the U.S. since the 90s. And so it says that we're likely going into a real estate recession, but not across the entire real estate market. It says commercial real estate is leverage on leverage on leverage. If people are forced to quickly unwind that leverage, it can pop up in other places. So, so much debt out there. It's unknown. It just will not be contained in the real estate spec sector. It's going to have a ripple effect throughout the economy. And this is not even talking about the banks. But since I'm here, let's talk about the banks. <laughs> and so here is more inter inf information as to what's happening today. PacWest, Western Alliance slide as regional bank stocks fall. So PacWest shares hit amid regional bank turmoil. And so just a quick glimpse as to what's happening in other banks. I look at a typical, let me move this out the way, a typical daily price activity in share prices for the most distressed, concerned banks in the regional sector. So as of today, we have Old Point Financial down 7.3. And as you guys can see here, you can see the drop off from, for the most part, reaching a peak in March at about $28 per share. And right now it's down to 16.85 and heading downward. Then we have CFBK. It was at 21. It's down to 15. We got SHF Holdings was up at $1. Now it's 48 cents. So that's half. 
Pack West is fourth. It was $30 at the peak in March. Now it's $5 and right on down the line. So these are all the top banks right now that are not performing too well. And so I'd imagine the boards, the boardroom inside of all these companies right here, they're literally in constant contact with the FDIC, the Treasury, as well as whoever else they can try to get help from at this current moment, which doesn't leave depositors in a very comfortable situation. If you're a bank, you're watching your bank share prices just continue to tremble down and funds are being removed. So the dominoes are just foul, falling, falling, falling. And keep it moving. And uh, on top of that, for the regional banks, it says regional bank bonuses to plunge 20% as big firms to pay more. So all those banks I just showed, because of the concerns there, they're cutting back on bonuses for the executives. So more than likely, the executives are going to make some tough decisions as to whether or not they're going to remain there or they're going to just opt out, you know, sell off the remaining of their share prices that they have in stock equity and all the stuff like that and dip just because they're going to have more stress, more pressure on them to try to raise a dying commercial bank or re regional bank back from the grave. So it's going to be problems here. And so no more bonuses for those guys. So yeah, poor bankers, they're losing their bonuses <laughs> anyway. All right, let's get into some international news real quick. IMF cautions Zimbabwe against a plan for gold backed digital currency. I ain't going to say money. And so he's a, it says, uh, urges nations to use conventional ways to address their challenges. So this is the IMF telling the central bank in Zimbabwe to use conventional methods, conventional ways. And of course, conventional ways has proven to be not effective because they're debt driven IOU nothings that would require Zimbabwe to run back to the IMF and asking for a loan rather than saying, hey, no more loans for us. We're going to take our reserves. We're going to back them by gold. And then we're going to issue a new digitized token on top of that where people can redeem the tokens for physical gold. So that is considered unconventional. And the IMF is not in support of that. It shouldn't surprise any of us. And so it says the gold back currency launches this week by the central bank. So I will be keeping an eye on this because this is the first country that has basically, for the most part, put plans in place to launch a digital currency backed by gold. And so it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. But real quick, it says the central bank started selling digital tokens to investors on Monday for a minimum price of $10 for individuals and 5000 for corporates and other entities as part of an effort to reduce demand on U.S. dollars that now supersede the local unit as a preferred currency for transactions. So people in Zimbabwe has put more confidence in USD than they have their own currency because of the prior crises over the last 20 years. So now they're trying to reinstate confidence back into the Zimbabwe dollar by saying, hey, it is backed by gold. And the question will be, in order for this to work, people going to have to be able to take those digital units on their phone and go to a bank and redeem them things just to show that the gold is really there. But that's a that's a great start for Zimbabwe. And so hope them and wish them well. We'll see. Next article here. Uh, it says Italy intends to exit China Belt and Road Pact as relations sour. So Italy, they got new leadership. Uh, was a minister, Georgia Melona, Maloney, who is labeled as a conservative right wing disruptive, this deep state type of person. We'll see. But by her pulling out of the China Belt and Road Initiative, I'm not sure if this is a Eastern agenda where she got word from the G7 nations that you got to do something to shake this up, or she's genuinely realizing that she's caught in the middle of the East West tug of war 
and Italy might be pulling away to do something on their own. And the next best thing they can do is probably remove themselves from the Euro as well. Get out of the EU, get back your, get back your sovereignty, create your own currency and everything of that magnitude. So we'll see, but one last uh, country as of now, a part of the belt and road initiative. So perhaps the belt and road initiative may not be as strong as it was prior to recent events, but we'll find out. Let me know your thoughts. And then on what's happening in the UK, estimated 700,000 households missed rent or mortgage payments in April. 700,000. Not a good thing. In the UK, it says a consumer group based on the calculation on a survey of 2,000 people by Yonder, which indicated that around 2.5% of households had missed or defaulted on a housing payment in the previous month. And so we all know that inflation in the UK is close to, I think, 10% or something like that. CPI, government stats, of course, it's probably 18, 19, 20. But uh, 700,000 people missing payments. That's not good for the housing market in the UK. And I haven't gotten figures here in the US, but I'd imagine you know, things may not be so hunky-dory here for us either. But we will find out how things play out. And then also this Friday, Mike and Mario will be back on due to conflicts and scheduling, things like that we were off for a couple of days, but uh, here is some more news on the dollar. Pakistan joins global trend in dumping USD for the yuan, and this is all about uh, being basically buying Russian oil, utilizing the yuan instead of USD. So it says here, alternative payment for Pakistan amid sanctions. Pakistan is set to pay for Russian oil with the Chinese yuan, as local media reports that the first cargo of seven hundred fifty thousand barrels is expected to arrive. Next month, says although the exact amount of mode and payment has not been disclosed, sources reveal that Pakistan has agreed to a discounted per barrel price of around 50 to 52, significantly lower than a G7 price cap on Russian oil at $60 a barrel. So getting discount oil ain't nothing wrong with that. Whether it's USD or yuan, get your oil up, Pakistan. All right. Uh, let me see here. And that's, uh, that's all I have as far as topics for today. But. As you guys can see here, the overarching theme, confidence in monetary policy is waning. People don't trust the Fed. They don't trust the FDIC. They don't trust the banks. They don't trust nothing that they can't feel, hold, or see, and I don't blame them one bit. But then again, here we are now, still in the early phases of this restructuring, as I call it, and uh, it's going to get very ugly moving ahead just because there's no quick fix to this. It's a systemic event within itself just because we have no leadership our governments have been hijacked. Monetary system has been hijacked with all this debt, IOU, nothing. And so people are going to be forced to rely and depend upon themselves, which is what it should be. You are responsible for yourself, not your government, not anyone else. It's up to you. And if you don't do it, it should not be. It will not be done. And so that's why I think as a bit as a part of the community, it's important to educate yourself, do everything you can in the natural and in the spiritual to make sure that you are, um, I would say, more suitable to be or on, on solid ground, put it like that. But anyway, I uh, wanted to get together real quick, share some thoughts. Uh, definitely leave a comment down below and we will try to pick up later. But as always, the goal is to deliver quick, timely information, share my two cents on it, let you guys chew on it, share your comments in the comment section, connect amongst community, and then leave comments down below. And if you find any value here, please share so people can get an alternative perspective as to what's really going on because you won't get it from nowhere else other than YouTube or people who are focused on giving truth. So, 
All right, my good people, be blessed, be safe. Back at it later, hopefully, Lord willing. Other than that, uh, get your weight up, stay prayed up, and of course, put God first and everything else. 